the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Right on the brink of a federal government shutdown, the House in the last hour swiftly approving a 45-day funding bill. It will keep federal agencies open. House passage comes after Speaker Kevin McCarthy had dropped plans to steep spending cuts and relied on some help from the Democrats. The measure now goes over to the Senate, which, of course, is also meeting over this weekend. The bill drops aid for Ukraine, but it also adds U.S. uh, disaster assistance. With a deal in place by midnight, millions of federal workers would, uh, would be facing furloughs and programs as well as a number of services for tens of millions of people who rely on that to face disruptions. Senators are expected to pass it later today. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager isn't sure he recognizes his country. University of Chicago reports that 30 million Americans believe violence is justified to keep Trump from the presidency. Mm, It's one out of every 10 of my fellow Americans. To think that I, I share this country with such people is difficult. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just past 2 o'clock from AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Thanks for spending your afternoon with us. This is Marshall. More of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is straight ahead. Chance of thunderstorms today and 82. Slight chance of thunderstorms tonight. 68 the overnight low and Sunday looks beautiful. Mostly sunny with a high around 85. This is the Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg, my blog, shotinthedark.info. My broadcast, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, along with Brad Carlson, the closer, Jack Tomzak, the new guy, who, by the way, is coming up at 3 o'clock today. Brad, of course, Sundays from 1 to 3 here on AM12A, The Patriot. And, of course, our colleague King Banyan, charter member of the NARN, uh, going back to the early days, 20 years ago. That's right, 20 years ago. Uh, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together with the Northern Alliance Radio Network dominating all Twin Cities media for, well, going, you're going to be starting our third decade in about six months here, so stay tuned for that. At any rate, 
Uh, perhaps you've heard there's a bit of a crime wave going on here, and basically every decision Minnesota's ruling party and, let's be honest, too many of their voters could have made over this last couple of years seem determined to keep it that way. And with us to talk about that and its effect on so many things uh, going on around us, our next guest joins us. Should have been the Attorney General of the State of Minnesota. Jim Schultz uh, joins us up next. Jim, uh, Jim, welcome. I'm glad we could get you on the air here after a, a tumultuous uh, few minutes here. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Mitch. Really appreciate you having me on again. Absolutely. So the news came out this past week. Target stores are being shut down uh, in in red cities all of the United States. Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Butcher, Holocon. No, it's not. No, none of those places. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, and New York City. A place that places that have a few things in common, and this kind of sets off an issue that I think is tailor made for you in your capacity with the Minnesota Private Business Council of which more in a moment here, and, uh, and, and really some of the after effects of the race that uh, was decided last November, which you came in barely out of the money. I mean, crime is having an effect on business uh, here, there, and everywhere. You, you had an op-ed in the Star Tribune this past week about the subject. Tell us a little bit uh, something about, uh, about your op-ed that you had this past week, Jim Schultz. Yeah, absolutely, Mitch. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we're living through the greatest increase in violent crime in Minnesota history. And, you know, what the op-ed argued, which I think is pretty clear, is that, you know, crimes come down just slightly um, from the historic highs of 2020, 2021, and 2022. Um, but we're still living at, through a period of just incredible crime in our, in our cities and elsewhere. And we still have these crazy people like Mary Moriarty in, in Minneapolis and Hennepin County and these other prosecutors who are failing to do their job of prosecuting crime. And so we're living out, you know, businesses feel the effect. And then the average, the average person feels the, feels the effect. You've got victims who aren't getting justice. You've got people being re-victimized because there's criminals out on the streets who should be in prison. And, and it's, it's crippling our cities. It's crippling our communities and taking the lives of so many Minnesotans. And it's an absolute disgrace. And we've seen the results in terms of dollars and cents uh, most dramatically, I think, at Uptown Minneapolis, a place that has been, I, I mean, Eastlake was the center of the rioting a couple of years ago. And of course, it's always had an endemic crime problem along East Lake Street there. It's kind of baked into the, the, the furniture along East Lake Street. But the changes in Uptown over the last three years, Uptown Minneapolis, around Lake, Lindale, and uh, Lagoon Streets and Hennepin Avenue, yep. have yep. been, I mean, the housing prices have dropped by 16% in the last, uh, I believe, two years in Uptown. When people have as much leveraged on their home values as they do, having the, the values collapse like that hits an awful lot of people in the pockets, and it all traces back to crime, Jim Schultz. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And you know what? My wife and I lived in that neighborhood for about a year, about 2013 to 2014, and that's when it was in its kind of heyday i mean it was it was growing there was tons of business growth there people were moving in um and uh, now it's become one of those many parts of minneapolis that are just ghost towns and you can trace it back to really bad public policy from you know tim walls in the state administration failing to do anything about violent crime to keith ellison ignoring his duties to mary moriarty in the hennepin county attorney's office you know, who's, you know, of course, as you know, Mitch was the previous public defender. And I, I even though she's 
supposed to be the chief prosecutor now in that county. I think she still sees herself as the chief public defender. And so the, the result is that, you know, we've got, you know, people's home prices going down. And then just, you know, the average, you know, these, these people who, uh, you know, who are, you know, being, being robbed, you know, the uh, car, carjackings and then just car thefts are up thousands of percent over the past uh, few years. And so the average person is really feeling the effects of this. And we still don't have serious solutions from the far left crazies that are running our state. And it's, it's, it's an absolute outrage. Yeah. And they seem to be counting on people not being illiterate enough to know the larger context of things. I mean, they've been bragging about crime yep. being down over the last year. Yeah. Well, it's still yep. up nearly double from 2016 when it hit a 20 year yep. low. It's 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 yep. I mean, if you compare today to six, seven years ago, it, it's it's night and day in a bad way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what I compare it to is like, you know, if you've got a high schooler who's getting, you know, 40 percent on his tests and he moves that up to 45 percent. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a modest in, uh, increase, but, you know, that's, uh, that's still failing. And um, and so the fact is that Minnesota leaders are still failing the citizens of Minnesota because uh, because we still have crime. That's uh, that's that's crippling so many of our communities and and so forth. And, um, and it's really simple. You know, we you know, we had a 20 year period in Minneapolis where it became dramatically uh, more safe than it was in those murderapolis days of the mid-90s and so forth. Yep. And instead of continuing the policies that helped us bring, bring that, and by the way, we did that in many cities across the United States, where we embraced proactive policing policies that dramatically reduced crime, that ensured that criminals were where they, were belo- where they belong in prison, that criminals uh, and, and that victims um, and their families got the justice they deserved. And instead of continuing that, people following the, um, you know, a lot of it started with uh, with Michael, um, uh, Michael, uh, uh, the, the gentleman down in Ferguson, Missouri, who um, attacked a, a cop and um, and was shot. And then, you know, come, kind of out of that um, was kind of reborn this this kind of far left uh, uh, stuff that that we're where uh, criminals aren't held accountable. And of course, in Minneapolis here, it was accelerated following the, uh, the murder of George Floyd. And so the, um, we know how to deal with crime. You know, we had in our country, we had a uh, 30-year decline in crime because we, we did something very simple. We cro- prosecuted criminals. And, um, and right now we're turning away from that uh, to uh, the detriment of, our, of, of Minneapolis, of St. Paul, and, um, and, and around our state. That's the thing. I was around during the uh, murderapolis years, and things were, things were bad. And in some ways, worse. Some ways. Not all of them. We'll come yep. back to that here. Yep. But there was also yep. the sense that, that the mayors at the time, uh, Norm Coleman in St. Paul, a, a, as moderate, yep. so, such a moderate Democrat, they kicked him out and he became a Republican. And, and then, of course, <laughs> even, even the mayor of Minneapolis at the time, Sharon Sales Belton, who struck us all as a far yep. lefty back then and now seems like Barry Goldwater. I mean, they all agreed. <laughs> they all agreed. Yep. That the criminals were the bad guys and the law-abiding citizen were the good guys and gals. You yeah. don't get that impression anymore. And, and by the way, not no. all crime is dropping. Minneapolis is uh, is on track to beat its record for car thefts by the end yep. of the month. Here, I mean, we're at the end of the month. We we made. I mean, maybe the one sport in Minnesota that has a championship season this year at this rate. Uh, and and yeah, that's right. And people don't. I mean. I, this is a message. I mean, even though the homicide rate may be dropping, property crime grinds civil life down like nothing else. It's, it's like constant spousal abuse. It wears the victim out after a while. And I have mm-hmm. to imagine the Minnesota Private Business Council has got to be aware of that and sensitive to that, that dynamic. 
Yeah, well, you know, our, you know, the businesses that um, that are members of our organization, they see it every day. And if you're if you're a, you know if you, if you run a bank in in um, in a city and you're getting constant vandalism, you're getting um, your 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 uh, customers are afraid to come into the bank, things like that. You know, other stores, things like that. And of course, just um, you know, it's hard to recruit into the state because of of the reputation for it kind of being. Um, being uh, San Francisco levels of craziness and things like that and you know a lot of different ways and so you see it um, you see it there and then you see it in other things too you know we have this massive fentanyl problem I touched on that in the piece where you know there's 400 percent more people dying from opioids right now than um, uh, than they were in 2010 you know just a, a thousand people every year lost to that and of course immense collateral damage and from from uh, our state so-called leaders, there's really, there's really doing essentially nothing. You know, they gave some localities a little bit of additional money this past session, but alongside that, they, they had a get out of jail free card for criminals to give them probation earlier than they otherwise would. They did a variety of things that, um, it's part of this overall soft on crime message, um, that, um, is in, in uh, that is, uh, leading criminals to feel like there aren't consequences. And look, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I believe in rehabilitation. I believe that everybody, um, you know, is a child of God, um, but deserving of, ju- of justice and otherwise. But the fact is that nobody is helped by by uh, by by policies that lead people to feel like they can commit crime without consequences. Nobody is helped by that, and um, and we're feeling it in businesses and then communities and otherwise. Absolutely, and and by the way, one piece of news that's been along those lines has been portrayed as good news, which is in fact terrible news if you actually take the business of running a, of an effect, a, a state effectively seriously at all is the fact that there have been some convictions on gun charges and some of the carjackings, but they've had to come from the feds. So complete has yeah. been the abdication that they're kicking the job up to the feds so that none of the locals have to take any flack from the progressive loonies that actually run this city. They're, they're, they're basically playing hot potato with the job and letting the feds do all yep. the dirty work so they don't have uh, the loonies from Marcy Holmes picketing them uh, in, in, at their, in their yes. homes. Absolutely. I mean, yes, absolutely. That's I, such an important point. Yep. Yep, totally agree. Andy Luger and the Justice Department in, in Minneapolis here is um, doing a really good job of, you know, aggressively prosecuting criminals. But, um, you know, Keith Ellison, Mary Moriarty and these others are just uh, are, are ignoring it and letting, you know, and letting him um, do their job uh, for them. And uh, and it's um, it's you know, I, we should have leaders in Minnesota who take their responsibility seriously, who take their responsibility to ensure that victims to get justice and that our streets are safe seriously and instead they've abdicated their responsibilities to the to the federal government and we came within uh, just a fraction of a percent of having one of those leaders at least and uh, for that minnesota should uh, should be should be uh, should be hitting itself up the side of the head so what the, what the heck were we thinking last november <laughs> jim schultz let's talk about what ifs and what needs to be done and what the minnesota private uh, private business council would like to see done about this when we come back yeah. from the break, as well as taking phone calls at 651-289-4488. This is the number uh, to call if you want to get a hold of Jim Schultz and talk about it. By the way, if you disagree with him or me, you get on the air first, but you don't have to disagree. We'll take agreement as well. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. 
That's Play the Patriot Minneapolis. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation, and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day. That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15 day guarantee. Call now. 800 846 2124. 800 846 2124. 800 846 2124. That's 800 846 2124. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. Subscribe to Retirement Watch and you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter, five model portfolios, five free reports covering issues like estate planning and annuities to help you protect your money from the government and grow your nest egg, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at YourRetirementWatch.com, YourRetirementWatch.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget the Hunter's Forecast every Thursday at, uh, let's see, 7 and 11 a.m., 3 and 7 in the afternoon, courtesy of Stock and Barrel, uh, Minnesota's uh, premier shooting range, uh, including ranges at Chanhassen and my personal favorite, Egan, the shooting range of the stars, Stock and Barrel, brings you the hunter's forecast. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to talk with myself or my guest this uh, half hour, Jim Schultz of the Minnesota Private Business Council. Now, Jim... It's uh, easy to play coulda, woulda, shoulda, but you came as close to being able to turn that game into reality as anyone in Minnesota politics has in quite some time. Can you imagine, I, let's, I'll ask you to imagine what you would be doing uh, with the situation had you won the attorney general's race. What, what would you have done sitting in that seat, given the uh, electoral landscape that you would be facing right now? What, what, could, what would you be doing right now if you were the attorney general? 
Yeah, well, I mean, number one, I'd be taking a lot of cases from Mary Moriarty. Um, you know, she is, um, there was just an article in the Star Tribune today that uh, of all these victims' families who are just crushed by these plea deals she's giving out to murderers who, uh, in which the murderers get probation and no, um, and no prison time. And um, that's an absolute disgrace, with, you know, the way she's conducted her office. She is, um, she doesn't have the temperament or the philosophy uh, appropriate for that office. And the result is um, she's emboldening criminals and not giving uh, justice to victims. And so the, there's a mechanism for AG, the AG's office to, uh, to take away cases from a derelict county attorney like, um, like her. I would be, um, uh, um, uh, with, uh, with Tim Walls, I would, uh, do whatever it took to make sure he was on board with me taking, uh, taking those cases away from her. That's number one. Number two, we need leadership in this state. You know, we, we have a, um, a governor who, um, who is, you know, this legislative session and otherwise routinely, um, is doing the things that embolden criminals in our state. And so I would be, I'd be using the bully pulpit of my office, calling out prosecutors who are failing to do their job, calling out judges, um, who are, who are, uh, failing to, to do their job and using the bully pulpit of our state to advocate for the policies and the, um, and the steps needed to deal with crime in our state. And then we just need legislative changes too. And I'd be working with folks at the legislature to get those, you know, we, we, there's so many ways in which, um, our criminal code has been manipulated by derelict prosecutors and otherwise so that they, um, so that we, uh, they're, so that criminals aren't getting justice. And so we need legislative changes. And there's very simple things we could do, for example, to deal with straw purchases of guns that are on our street that um, far-left Democrats are holding up right now. So I would be um, at the legislature advocating for those changes. I would be rebuilding the criminal division of the attorney general's office. You know, Keith Ellison brags about, you know, he's got an AG's office with about five criminal prosecutors uh, amongst, you know, about 100 or so attorneys. Um, You know, we would have, um, you know, quintupled that a size or more to aggressively prosecute crime out of the AG's office in the Twin Cities and throughout Minnesota. Um, We're living through the greatest increase in violent crime in decades, and we uh, we have state leaders Across the board, Keith Ellison among them that are missing in action, and um, and that's a disgrace. And I would have been um, I would have been there uh, bringing everybody together to make sure we're aggressively prosecuting crime. Oh, from your mouth to God's ears! And by the way, I love saying this <laughs> to friends of mine in other states. What do you get more time in prison for in the state of Minnesota? Walking into the Mall of America with an illegal AR-15 and sticking someone up with it, or keeping a restaurant yeah. open during a pandemic? The answer right. surprises right. people. Right. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I know it. It's just. It's crazy. It's just absolutely nuts. And, um, and, uh, you know, and we're feeling the, the consequences of it. And, uh, we can turn our state around. You know, as you said, my race was the closest attorney general's race in, uh, in Minnesota's history. We got more votes than any Republican in state, in a state race in Minnesota history. Yep. And, um, we, uh, highest percentage of anybody since 94. We came really close. It, uh, it, you know, it pains me to this day that we didn't quite get there. But I think it shows that, uh, that people, that people who are sane, people who, um, who um you know I have a perspective that isn't the kooky far left in our state can can win um and if we would have won but for just you know the stars not quite align aligning nationally in the national environment and otherwise but we can win in the state and we have to win in the state because there's five and a half million people who deserve better than the outrageous and crazy policies that they're getting right now you know they can't overturn Roe versus Wade again that's one thing we got going for us uh, Jim Schultz <laughs> yeah let's go to the phones in Invergrove Heights Darren uh you're on the line with Jim Schultz uh ask a brief question please it isn't so much a question. I want to say everything he's saying, I think, is fantastic. I just wanted to point out that I own a moving company, and there's an area in Minneapolis around the George Floyd area within a mile radius 
that I won't even accept clients because yep. once I take the inventory from them, my, I'm responsible for that in my insurance, not to mention, even more importantly, the crews that work for me. If somebody's going to go and put a gun to somebody's head and take their car, when I'm unloading or loading up inventory from either a, a private home or an apartment, what's to stop them from putting a gun to somebody's head and taking the TV or whatever electronics they have? Yeah. We have a serious problem in this state because I used to go downtown Minneapolis to enjoy a dinner or a movie. Not anymore. I haven't been downtown in got to be three years at least. It's been a while. Thank you for your call, Darren. And you illustrate something I was talking about earlier that I think uh, I, I think that Jim Schultz is probably onto here as well. And that is, it's not just the the, the death tolls and the and the and the headline grabbing violent crime. It's the grind of constant property crime and and lesser violent crime like yeah, strong arm muggings and armed robberies that wears you down but even if it's only quote only end quote shoplifting and and people yep. walking out with 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 armoires full of log- of of goods and not paying for yep. it i mean that where that, that increases insurance costs it, it decreases businesses ability not to say nothing of willingness to do business i mean you talk about your food desert yep. who wants to run a grocery store within a mile of george floyd square these days jim schultz mm-hmm. Well, Daryl makes a, you know, Daryl makes a really good point. And it's the, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard for businesses to do business in areas where there is such significant crime. And who pays the price for that? The people who are living there and all these supposed liberals who, who claim to care so much about minorities and the downtrodden and otherwise, they're the ones who are embracing policies that are leading to those neighborhoods being shooting galleries that are leading to those neighborhoods, not getting the services of businesses who would like to do business there. Those people are embracing the policies that are uh, leading, leading to so much uh, devastation in these, in these communities, you know, North Minneapolis, my sister lives there. She, you know, she was, you know, had, she had bullets go through her, uh, her home. Um, this was in 2020 as part of the reason I got into, uh, into the race, I'm sorry, early 2021. Yep. And uh, and that's just representative of uh, of what uh, is what's happen- happening there and so many other parts of Minneapolis, St. Paul and elsewhere. And, you know, it's, it would be one thing if it was, you know, there, there are there are natural tragedies, tragedies from natural causes like hurricanes, things like that. We can't do a whole lot about that. But this is a man-made disaster by virtue of these nutty policies and is a really disgraceful conduct from, from so many people in the state. Absolutely. Let's try and squeeze in another call. Mark in St. Louis Park, make it quick. You're on the line with Jim Schultz. Thank you for taking my comments. Real quick, equity, restorative justice, reduced uh, disparities, disparate impact. John Choi, Ramsey County Attorney, says number one goal is to reduce disparities. So the problem is if you have a subgroup of a population committing a, a, a higher amount of crime than that group is in the general population, the DFL calls that systemic racism if you have a higher percentage of that subgroup incarcerated. So you're not going to get anywhere until you get rid of this mindset. And that's a deep-seated mindset in the progressive movement in the state. Thanks, as always, for your call, Mark. No, I mean, absolutely. You're, you're fighting against not only just a lot of human behavior, but some political behavior that militates against doing anything useful, and in fact, for doing a lot of things that are just plain stupid and counterproductive. I mean, the culture change in state and especially city government that would have to be enacted is immense. Sounds like a huge job, Jim Schultz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the job of John Choi, of Mary Moriarty, of anybody responsible with public safety in our state is very simple. It's two words. Do justice. 
that's what they should be doing. It shouldn't be to, to reduce disparities. We can be attentive to ways in which um, w- ways in which um, the system may be, be unfair for any for anyone. But the fact is, what your fundamental responsibility is to do justice. And when somebody commits serious crime, there should be serious punishment associated with it. And it helps no one, not the criminal or anyone else, when we allow serious crime not to uh, not to get the justice that it deserves. And um, and so um, you know these these um, these so-called leaders need to, to change their their philosophy and to do what is necessary to um, to, to restore public safety to our, to our communities. So you're here on behalf of the Minnesota Private Business uh, Council here, and we got about a minute and a half remaining, Jim Schultz. What do you, what do the, what does the council uh, advocate doing about this, and, and how do they advocate people getting involved to do something uh, about this, Jim Schultz? Yeah, so a few things I, w- I would say. Number one, I, the, what I propose in that piece that I wrote that you mentioned is we have to change our recall statutes in the state. It is exceedingly difficult. It basically, unless a public official commits a crime of some kind themselves, you can't you can't get them out of there. The um, and so we need to reform our recall statutes so that people like Mary Moriarty, who um, has now shown to the community just how radical she is, so that there actually is a, a, a way to uh, to recall her. Um, number two. We need leadership from the state level, and that starts with Governor Walls. I mean, he is more willing every day of the week, and you see it on the student resource officer issue and otherwise, more willing every day of the week to bow to the far left of his party. He needs to set that aside. He needs to set aside any kooky presidential ambitions that he may have and instead get focused on on public safety in our state, and that means pushing aside these these crazy people who uh, who have taken over the Democrat Party. I mean, if the inmates are running the asylum, and um, and he needs to, to, to lead and to, to push them aside. And then three, we've got to get a hold of the, uh, the the fentanyl problem in our state. I mean, this is just destroying lives, it's destroying communities. This is one area broadly in our state. There's tons of areas where we need to, to cut spending in so many different areas. Uh, this is one area on fentanyl drugs. They're destroying our communities. We're giving we're putting a fraction of the resources that needed to um, interdict um, these uh, these uh, fentanyl coming into the state, prosecute traffickers, and um, and uh, and then also um, make sure that we're preventing you know or uh, uh, dealing with mental health and other issues that uh, just aren't um, getting the resources they need and leading to drug abuse and otherwise. And so we've got to really deal with the drug problem because it's closely linked to violent crime and just destroying so many lives. Absolutely, we've got about ten seconds left. How can people find out more about you in the Minnesota Private Business Council, Tim Schultz? Yeah, yes, they can go to Gross MN. Dot com growthmn.com they can sign up there we'll get them on our email list uh, big things are happening and we got to keep fighting for our state don't be a stranger jim schultz we got to keep talking about this stuff because god knows no one else in the media will do it thanks for joining us today we'll talk to you again soon thanks so much mitch really appreciate it likewise northern alliance radio network am 12a the patriot two segments to go which means the fun is still just beginning go nowhere Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. 
happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. From chasing fall colors on a scenic road trip to epic hikes, fall festivals, apple orchards, or long hours on a patio, fall in Minnesota offers clear blue skies, an endless tapestry of color, and unmatched beauty, perfect for setting the stage for any colorful adventure. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. AM Radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. It also delivers vital emergency information when your community needs it most. A new bill in Congress would ensure AM Radio stays in your car because when cell and Internet services are down, this free emergency service is critical. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM radio for every vehicle act. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text STOP to STOP. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. November 2nd, 2020, marked the 100th anniversary of the first commercial radio broadcast. Guess what? We're still here, and we're bigger and better than ever. You can still listen to us over this great radio station, but now there are no limitations. Your smartphone is now your smart radio. Listen to us online, on the app, TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. Your smart speaker can find us, too. With radio, there's no separation anxiety. We're always on. We are Freedom 1570. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, name a streaming platform. Salem Now's better. Go ahead. Uh, Netflix? No, Salem Now's better. Mm, Amazon Prime? No, no, Salem Now's still better. Hulu? Well, I mean, you leave out Shorzy and Salem Now's still better. And you can't leave Shorzy out. What's you say, Max? Oh, no, Salem Now is better. Salem Now is the best streaming platform there is. We just proved it. Uh, and it doesn't require a monthly fee, which is even better. A lot of great content out there. 651-289-4488. Don't forget the Jack Tomczak show coming up after the top of the hour here. Jack knows where all the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics. He's not afraid to talk about it. Plus, he's got that cool, hot, smoking 65 Mustang. I mean, for that alone, uh, that's, it's, he, that is to him what what that old truck is to that bank here in the credit union, I guess, here in town here. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's the perfect marketing thing uh, thingy for Jack Tomzak. Anyway, Jack Tomzak himself is the perfect marketing ploy. So listen to him, 3 to 5 every Saturday afternoon here on AM 12A, The Patriot, right after the Northern Alliance headline edition. That would be me. Brad Carlson, of course, coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3. So uh, another subject near and dear to my heart. 
You recall when Governor Clank uh, assumed emergency control, by the way, one of many episodes uh, which gives the lie to the notion that Democrats are constantly throwing out, especially some of the, well, even some of the mid-level and high-level Democrats. I mean, they, they have this conceit that inside every Republican, there beats the heart of a, of a fascist just dying to get out. And of course, they never really know what fascism is or what fascists are and what they do. But I mean, they—they're—it's—it's the—it's the ad hominem that they like to throw out when they can't think of anything intelligent to say uh, or accurate to say about Republicans. It's—it's it's a fairly constant thing, and you saw this uh, everywhere. From you—you—you uh, you, you hear it if you're a Republican at any level. You've got some yappy little Democrats that say, "Yeah, you guys are a bunch of fascists," and all the Republican candidates are a bunch of fascists. Which, of course, I mean, literally. While they called Trump literally Hitler, they, they said the same thing about Mitt Romney and John McCain for crying out loud. I mean, it's it's the yapping of flapping gums with nothing behind it whatsoever. Nonetheless, it is Democrats up and down the aisle that are constantly showing themselves being the ones who I'm not going to use the fascist word because it has been deprived of all real meaning by the left. They're the ones that are, are the inner authoritarians lurking out there. Uh, uh, constantly out there. So, I mean, they're the, I mean, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now Uh, from president Biden, who gave his infamous uh, Emmanuel Goldstein speech in front of independence hall in Philadelphia with the, the black and red background and the armed guards in the background. I mean, straight out of the Nuremberg rally, not to drop a, a Nazi reference, but I mean, Let's face it, this is the sort of stuff that would be the, the sort of address or at least the backdrop for an address that you get from a Francisco Franco or a, or a Pinochet or a, 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 a Mussolini. I mean, where am I wrong? By all means, if you, if you think I'm wrong, give me a call, 651-289-4488. Uh, and all the way down to the news that came out this past week from a Real Clear Politics poll. That says Democrats overwhelmingly, a, a not a plurality, but a majority of Democrats think that the federal government needs to clamp down on free speech, that a minority of Democrats think that speech should be free and unrestricted. I mean, opposing censorship, uh, whether imposed by government or corporations, was a bedrock principle of small-L liberalism in this country going back to the founding of this country. The American Civil Liberties Union was founded to promote and defend free expression. This ideal was at the heart of, of liberal thought all the way up until not that long ago, pretty much yesterday, when you had, during the Bush administration, a, 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 a critical mass of liberals, when you could still call them liberals, running around with question authority buttons and bumper stickers. But times changed. Uh, this according to Real Politics, notwithstanding the controversial current push by social conservatives to uh, to clamp down on the availability of porn uh, to, to elementary school kids, a new Real Clear Politics opinion research poll is the latest to document the gradual change I'm quoting our RCP now, has taken place on the left when it comes to this uh, freedom of expression. Some of the findings are Republican voters uh, and independent voters 
believe speech should be legal under any circumstance. By the way, 74% of Republicans, 61% of independents. Uh, while Democrats are almost evenly divided, a bare majority of Democrats, 53%, say speech should be legal under any circumstances. Why? 47% it should be legal, quote, under, only under certain circumstances. That was the question they answered. Should only be free under certain circumstances. Nearly a third of Democratic voters say Americans have too much freedom. This compares to 14% of Republicans, who, by the way, are Republicans who need to leave the party. Republicans are most likely to say Americans have too little freedom. That's 46 of us, and we are correct. While only 22% of Democrats feel that way. Independents were in the middle of both categories. Majorities of Democrats, Republicans, and independents agree that news media should be able to report stories they believe are in the national interest. But this consensus shifts when it comes to social media censorship. Majority of Democrats approve of the government censoring social media content under the rubric of protecting national security. Over the, in my lifetime, the idea of censoring speech for national security was a minority position among conservatives and the overwhelming position of, quote, liberals, end quote, coming up through my high school years and into my college, even into the 20 years ago under the Bush administration. Now a majority of Democrats, 52%, approve of the government censoring social media content under the rubric of protecting national security. Poll respondents, by the way, also read this statement, quote, I approve of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it, end quote. 31% of Democratic voters strongly agreed with that statement compared to 51% of Republicans, which, by the way, should be 100% of Republicans. 100% of people who care about freedom, who care about what our Constitution is supposed to stand for, it it should be 100% among all of us. Fully three-fourths of Democrats believe government has a responsibility to, quote, limit hateful social media posts, end quote, while Republicans are more split with 50-50, believing the government has a responsibility to restrict hate speech. Democrats are significantly more likely than Republicans to favor stifling free speech rights of political extremists. Also, Republicans don't vary by the group. Only about half of GOP voters favor censorship, whether asked about the Ku Klux Klan, the Nazis or the Communist Party. I mean, a a Republican has a much better chance of understanding that if you don't defend obnoxious speech that you dislike and disagree with, then you're not really defending speech at all. If you only defend speech you agree with, that you find palatable, that you find non-threatening to you or someone else, then you're not defending speech. You're enforcing your comfort zone, for lack of a better term. These are the people who are calling you, if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, if if you're Mitt Romney, for crying out loud, they're the ones who are calling you. The authoritarian, the fascist, the literally H-bomb, as in Adolf Hitler. You should all know this, right? All of the terms we could use have other terms <laughs> that are that are associated with them. Uh, Got to be careful here. Anyway, the last finding, by the way, which is perhaps most characteristic or counterintuitive, rather, I'm quoting real cool politics here, dovetails with groundbreaking research released earlier this year on free speech by three California college professors. Uh, at the University of Cali, San Di- uh, California, San Diego, the study partisan conflict over content moderation is more than disagreement about facts. 
examined liberals' greatest, uh, greater willingness to embrace censorship of online content. This echoes something that I have been saying since the early days of this broadcast. There is an authoritarian streak to modern leftism. It, I don't like Dennis Prager. I agree with Dennis Prager. You can't call it liberalism anymore. It's not. It's leftism. It is the authoritarianism of the left. This is not the left of George McGovern, of Hubert Humphrey, of John F. Kennedy. This is a left that may not pay obeisance to Che Guevara or Mao Zedong or Vladimir Lenin openly. But if you strip off the names and focus on the ideas, little things like from each according to their means to each according to their needs, they find resonance in the tenets of Marxism, of communism, of Maoism. And the ability to control the speech, the conscience eventually of those they disagree with is an integral part of all of those isms. And if you are to the left of center anywhere out there, I would urge you seriously, strongly, dispassionately search your soul about this. Search your soul or whatever it is you believe in about the movement you're part of. Because for all of your yapping about bashing the fascists and punching the Nazis, you ask yourself who's killing democracy in this country. And the answer is you. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. One segment to go, which means the fun is still just beginning. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. The other day I noticed an ad for an apple pie. It showed a slice with the delicious sugary apples oozing out. Here at The Kingdom Builders, we're starting a new series where we'll share with you who we are and why we do what we do. We're a local, trusted, professional exterior contractor specializing in asphalt shingle roofing and seamless gutters. If you add up our collective experience and how long we've been in this industry, it's hundreds of years combined. We're small enough to take care of the little houses in St. Paul and Minneapolis and big enough to handle large churches or commercial buildings. We take a genuine interest in the work we do, the estimates we send out, our customers, and most importantly, the families that live in the homes we work on. We wish the inside of our company was as yummy as an apple pie, but we found we're better at roofing than baking. Look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. I overdosed on heroin, and I lived. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. My desire to change had finally outweighed my desire to stay the same. I felt powerless for so much of my life. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe 
that if, if they can think it, they can do it. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. For the first time, I, I finally feel like I'm exactly where I should be, where I want to be. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Been putting off vacation plans because you can't bear to be away from this station? Great news. You can listen to this radio station whenever you want, wherever you want, any way you want. Download this radio station's app on your Apple or Android device, and your smartphone becomes your radio. Prefer apps like TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Odyssey.com? You can find our station there as well. Got a smart speaker like Amazon Echo or Google Home? Just say our name and ask it to play this station. We're always on. It's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. Did you hear Michelle Tafoya interview Al Michaels? What about Bob Costas? Hear her fascinating take on those two and more on the Salem Podcast Network. Hear intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Just say, play Play the the Patriot Patriot Minneapolis. Minneapolis. AM 12A, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Holy cow, what a weekend this is going to be. For starters, as of my last weekend on the air for a couple of weeks, actually a lot of people taking time off here, myself and my band, Elephant in the Room, we have a gig uh, We have a gig coming up tonight, but I can't tell you where. It's a private party. If you're invited, you already know it. So hope to see you there if you're one of them. If not, we're going to be back on November 3rd. Uh, pretty much everybody in the band is taking time off this month, myself included. Speaking of which... Like I said, I'm out. My next broadcast live will be November 21st. We have guest hosts coming up the next two weeks. Who are they? Oh, I'd love to tell you. But I can't because it's a surprise. I mean, I don't remember them, but they're going to be awesome. Brad Carlson, of course, will be in both weeks, so steady as she goes there. Jack Tomzak will be in three to five all of these weeks. I'm just going to be taking some much-needed time off. The first time I think I've ever been out for two straight Saturdays in all these years, which is telling you something so... No, you don't need to alarm yourself or anything. Okay, it's nowhere near that serious. No, I'm just taking some time. I'm uh, taking a bit of a the first vacation of longer than five days I've taken in my adult working life that didn't involve visiting family or doing household projects. Anyway, uh, that's all coming up here over the next couple of weeks. So we're going to be having uh, some guest hosts in on Saturdays the next two weeks. I'll be back January 21st, and the band will be back November 3rd. Go to elephantintheroomband.com for details there. So, <sighs> Speaking of authoritarianism, Minnesota dipped hard into authoritarianism over the last three years when Governor Waltz took uh, seized emergency powers to deal with COVID. Now, he held on to his emergency powers longer than most governors in the in the United States. I think Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer uh, clung to po- absolute power longer than most, yeah, longer even than Governor Klink. But nonetheless, he did. And he did it. Well, he did it because of a model, a mathematical simulation of reality. I mean, that's what models basically are that predicted 70,000 dead in Minnesota by July of 2020. 
I'm going to a piece right now from the Center of the American Experiment by Glenn Stubby. Back in 2020, and I'm quoting Glenn Stubby here, Minnesota state government based much of its policy response to COVID on a computer model built over a weekend by a University of Minnesota public health and uh, department of uh, health and uh, public, um, Minnesota Department of Public Health and Department of Health. Wow, that's weird. Anyway, it was to be blunt. A total failure. Version 1 debuted on March 25th, 2020, and forecast that without mitigation, COVID-19 could kill upwards of 74,000 Minnesotans, and that the state's 235 intensive care beds would be full within six weeks. On this basis, Governor Walsh issued his initial stay-at-home order. Version 2 debuted on April 8th. This forecast that even with the measures Governor Walsh put in place, 22,000 Minnesotans would die of COVID-19 by October of 2021. Now, that we've gone from 74,000 dead in three months to 22,000 dead in 16, 15, 16 months. When version three was released on May 13th, the most optimistic scenario forecast 22,589 deaths in Minnesota over the course of the entire pandemic. In fact, according to Minnesota Department of Health, as of this past week, Nearly two years on from the point when COVID-19 was supposed to have killed 22,000 Minnesotans, the actual number is, drumroll, 14,983. By the way, every one of those deaths is a tragedy. Most of them were people who had some form of comorbidity or another. They had diabetes, heart disease, cancer. They were elderly uh, people who were... I hate to say, and, and I say this as someone who had a number of relatives who are uh, well into this uh, category, people who who don't who don't take much to, to, to for them to die. Unfortunately, that's one of the travails of of being elderly. Anyway, in October 2020, this is Glenn Stubby at Center of the American Experiment. We were told that a new version was in the works. This is uh, almost. Uh, two year, uh, three years ago, we were told that a new version was on the way. Since then, no more ta- uh, has been heard of Minnesota's once lauded COVID-19 model. Now, uh, by the way, uh, ta- <laughs> Glenn points out, uh, taxpayers' money won't waste itself. So the Star Tribune reports, and I quote, Minnesota is using a $17 million federal grant to learn from the pitfalls of COVID-19 forecast in the last few years and to improve the predictions for the next outbreak. Better estimates of cases of an infectious illness and how it spreads could improve responses and target them at a high-risk regions of populations, rather the entire state, said Dr. R. Adams Dudley, OU of M Health Informatics professor who is co-leading the effort. Now, I could have told you this. In fact, I did tell you this at the time. We're going back almost three and a half years right now. I... In, I after the debut of model number two, version two of the model, uh, that's when they lost me. I, I I remember very, very distinctly talking about the March 25th, uh, 2020 model, the one that predicted 74,000 deaths, and thinking, ooh, man, that's that sounds pretty brutal, and let's err on the side of caution, even as information started leaking out that the most alarmist predictions were not, in fact, true. And as the death tolls did not mount in geographic, uh, by, by geometric ratios, uh, as bad as it was, don't get me wrong, 
I mean, I, I lost some very close friends to COVID over the year, uh, over the last three years. So I, I'm not one of those people who minimizes or dismisses the whole thing or said it's just just the flu. It wasn't. It was much more serious than just the flu. I, I had it twice, by the way. I, I will say that I got sicker from the vaccine than I did from either uh, of my cases. But nonetheless, that's uh, that, that's where we're at here. But I could tell you, I, in fact, I did tell you something was very, very wrong with the situation. On, Mar- on May 17th, 2020, that's almost three and a half years ago now, when the administration was giving one of its periodic COVID, up, at the time, weekly COVID updates, and a Twin Cities news reporter frankly shocked me by doing something I'm not used to Twin Cities news reporters doing and said, could you release the code for this model? And the person, it wasn't Governor Waltz, it was his, quote, healthcare economist, responded, uh, no, because someone might use the code to reach a result that's different than the results we reached. Which, for those of you who took eighth grade earth science, this may not be news, but for the rest of you, This is the opposite of how science is done. Showing your work, the the stuff that your elementary school math teacher made you do, the stuff that your ninth grade algebra teacher told you was part of the job, the stuff that your ninth grade science teachers asked you to do in your labs, showing the work you did, show the process you went through. That's how science is done. That is integral to the scientific method. But this wasn't about science and this effort to spend $17 million to find out what's wrong, what was wrong with the model in retrospect, isn't science either. Uh, Glenn Stubby says, first, the idea that we should uh, target responses, quote, at high risk regions uh, is exactly what we were arguing at the time. All of us. I mean, all of us on the right were almost all of us were arguing focus on the people who are at the highest risk. The young, the healthy are not. Uh, but what this is mostly about is transferring taxpayers' money to constituent to to the people who the government favors here. Quite frankly, we knew what was wrong. It was a garbage model. They just didn't want to show us that. See you all on October twenty first. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. The United States Constitution guarantees every American fundamental rights and protection of life, liberty, and property. Salem is celebrating our founding document with a special offer, a 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph. To understand the value of these lithographs is to know the story. A master lithographer immigrant named Theodore Omen came to this country to find the American dream. Seventy years ago, in 1953, Omen printed a limited number of these exceptional Constitution lithographs. Go to Salem eventstore.com to read Omen's entire story. America's most important document stands as a testament to all Americans to maintain their liberties, freedoms, and inalienable rights. Buy it and display it proudly. Buy a gift for your family and friends and for all the teachers in your communities. There is a limited number, so act today. Go to SalemEventsStore.com to get your exclusive 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph while supplies last. That's SalemEventsStore.com. Do you feel like your route to retirement is filled with detours and road construction? 
Pull over and tune into your clear path to retirement with Taylor Sundeen and Corey Zafke. Taylor's a certified financial planner and Corey's a wealth advisor. And together they founded Clear Path Wealth Advisors. They'll help you see the bigger vision of what's possible and efficiently chart your course so you can enjoy your retirement journey. Tune in to Your Clear Path to Retirement every Sunday morning at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to DaybreakInsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's DaybreakInsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's DaybreakInsider.com. AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.